0: All right, welcome back to another episode of the Mindful Hunter Podcast. I'm your host as always, Jay Nickel. Uh, Got a bit of an interesting episode uh, for y'all this week. So as I've talked about many times on the podcast, doing my first sheep hunt this year, and these are the two lads that I'm going out with, probably not the last time you'll see them on the podcast. We'll probably get on here for a couple chats before we go. But this week, because we kind of had to do a gear kind of list chat anyways and just see what everybody had and what everybody needed we thought it'd be a cool idea to do um a podcast and just go through the the three of our gear lists and kind of do a bit of a compare and contrast and see what we need Um, Tristan and Spencer maybe you guys want to introduce yourselves and just give like a a quick little blurb about your your background
1: yeah Spence you want to go first take your by the horns yeah
2: i guess so um uh, you want kind of just a hunting background or yeah just, just a little general? bit or whatever just tell them a little bit about who you are all right so i'm uh definitely the most rookie uh hunter on this trip by far um <laughs> i grew up in Abbey. uh hunted a handful of times pretty unsuccessful but uh yeah you know got back in touch with tristan and we've been uh getting out lots and stuff and uh, now we're doing some bigger trips here but um but yeah i no, super excited to uh to go on this trip with you guys, it's going to be, uh, <laughs> quite an experience.
0: I think. Yeah, man. And you do have an archery buck under your belt. So you give yourself a little bit of credit. <laughs> archery yeah, Blacktail buck. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> and I don't care if it was like a little bit of luck involved. There's always a little bit of luck involved. So yeah, you deserve some credit for that one for sure. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> cool. Um, I'm Tristan. Uh, I was brought into hunting for my old man been uh been out in a boat about everywhere since i was the age of about eight um sheep specifically have been on six unsuccessful northern bc sheep hunts and i frequent region three quite often almost every week in october i'll be there so i'm fairly experienced but you know never enough
0: tristan is our grizzled veteran sheep hunter <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. So far. how do you, I don't know how organized your guys lists are. I think it makes sense to kind of go through section by section, just so we don't have one guy rambling on for like 25 minutes. Does that make sense to you guys?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I will, why don't I just jump in then? And I'm just going to start with my pack um and this is kind of interesting because i just saved myself a pound so i run the kafaru fulcrum and i was running it on a tactical frame and that weighed 116 ounces all together with bag and frame and what's 116 divided by 16 that's wrong math, divided by so seven and a quarter pounds total And then what I did was on my way up to go bear hunting, I stopped in and saw Omer and I'll give Precision Optics in Quinnell a quick shout out. People are probably getting sick of hearing me mention this, but if you want Kafaru gear, you can now get it in Canada. No shitty customs, no duty, no bullshit at the border. He's got tons of stuff in stock. You can go in, try the shit on, put your bag together right there. I put one belt on. It was too big. So he swapped it out for another one. Awesome. So stopped in there and I swapped it out for the new duplex light, which is exactly one pound lighter. So I went from seven and a quarter pounds to six and a quarter pounds. And the only other thing that I'll mention in the pack department, because normally I carry a rain cover and I've decided not to bring that. And I'm going to bring that little uh, Z-Packs pocket tarp that I was showing you guys, the Dyneema one, because oh, yeah. it only it only weighs, I think the whole tarp weighs four ounces. And my dry, the rain sleeve weighs the same. And I can still just take this pocket tarp and kind of lay it. Because I never really wear that thing when I'm walking around with my bag anyways. It's only when I'm in camp or if I leave my bag out overnight, I'll like drape it over top so it doesn't get soaking wet. So I'm going to bring a Dyneema tarp instead because then it can serve two purposes it can cover my bag and i can use it for a a one-man tarp if i need to if i was glassing or maybe if i wanted to just do a spike out or killed something late at night and got stuck out there or whatever so yeah that's what i'm bringing for a pack another thought on those tarps tristan's dad actually brought it up to us the other
2: day that you know six mil poly on you know use for your uh your walls and stuff yep that really thin plastic it's pretty light and you can stuff it into a ziploc bag pretty easy and same kind of purpose right i but, think uh, i think
0: it's great if it's not going to be something like that i know aaron had mentioned snyder had mentioned they're coming out with a new 10 foot by 10 foot tarp that weighs seven ounces oh wow um, i do think between the three of us and i don't know either we each bring one small one or one guy carries a slightly bigger one but i do agree having like a secondary glassing tarp is a really good idea. And I know no more than one guy could fit under the one I'm bringing. It's pretty small.
1: Yeah. I got a big four meter by four meter too, that I've used in the past. And, you know, it's, it's big enough too, that if you we do get rained in for a few days, right, we're not getting stir crazy, sitting in the tents. We have a, yeah, right. a little common common space, right?
0: Yeah. We could so. even set our tents up to have it in the middle type of deal. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, let's let's leave that on the like to decide list. We we we'll either bring that one you got or see when Kafaru. I can text Aaron too to see if there's a release date on when that new one's coming out. Seven ounces is pretty sweet for ten feet by ten feet.
1: Yeah, I think mine's pretty heavy and it's yeah. pretty bulky too. Um, I'll jump into pack, I guess. Uh, I run a Kafaru Madus on the uh, duplex light frame. And I have the guide pack lid as well. It's, and is that running.
0: the X pack? I was looking at your pictures. You just posted, are you running some X pack pockets on that? The waterproof pockets?
1: Yeah. It's just the whole waterproof lid.
0: Okay. Okay. Gotcha. That
1: yeah. It looks nice. And then, and it's the uh,
0: organizer one, right? With the triangle yeah. pockets. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I've got and the then, old uh, school, just regular guide lid.
1: Yeah. My buddy, Jeff has the old school one too. It's, it's just really big. Yeah. Just one big, big pocket.
0: Yeah. And does yours have back, backpack straps in it? Uh, I, I could.
1: Yeah. Mine Not has it like the in the back. I, oh no, mine doesn't have that.
0: Yeah. If I, there's like a little Velcro thing at the top. And if you open it up and it's just like the webbing, like the one inch webbing basically pops out and it's two straps. And I think the, it's a, the original attention intention was to use it as a final approach pack for like archery and stuff. So you could keep like maybe some water and a couple of things in there and you could leave your main bag and then do a final approach carrying the guide lid. But I've never actually used it for that.
1: Yeah. Mine doesn't have that. I could, I could use it straps the way that I got it set up with the two, how the buckles are yep. attached to my bag. I could use it like that, but it wouldn't be very effective. I don't think.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. What are you running for a bag Spence? I got uh,
2: mine's a few years old, but it's an Everly stock mainframe. The F1 mainframe. I don't know if you've heard of that. And then um, I have a dry bag that's probably, I think it's about 6,700 cubic inches. And then I have a backpack from them too that zips into the frame. I can't find it online anymore, though. It's probably four or five years old, but same idea, but pretty big size. So I'm just kind of
0: going back and forth which one I'm going to use. But but yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Does your dry bag, do you use it like a sleeve and just slide it inside the bag and then put all your shit inside it? No, no. I just stuff everything inside that or i'll use the actual backpack
2: or i can even zip in the dry bag under like behind it okay. and like stash like you know the rice and chicken mountain house it fits in there nice and gotcha. then put the bag and strap strap the bag on as well but okay. kind of gotta fit everything in there and figure out what the best way to carry everything is okay
0: sweet um okay so let's i'm gonna do camp and sleeping gear so i'm bringing a uh, hilleberg Nyac. The Big Agnes Q-Core SLX in wide, long, uh, an Enlightened Equipment Enigma quilt. It's an 850 down, and I think it's rated to like minus seven degrees Celsius. I'm not sure what that is in Fahrenheit. And then I upgraded this year, and I got the Sea to Summit Arrow's premium deluxe pillow. Um, cause I'm a side <laughs> sleeper and I need something place to like stick my hand so it doesn't fall off my sleeping pad. It drives me crazy. So my whole, my whole sleep system is 7.1 pounds. Yeah. Tristan. Cool. Um,
1: sleeping pad. I got the, uh, big Agnes Q core SLX wide and regular length. So I think it's 72 by, uh, 25, I believe. Dimension wise, I think that's what would mine be
0: 75 because I got the wide yeah. long, something like that. Yeah, and then
1: I got a uh, light and equipment quilt, same as you, except I think mine is a negative 12 degree C, 850 fill. Oh, you did go, I thought you went synthetic for some reason. I tried, they didn't have one cold enough. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and then the uh, I run a Trekology pillow, just uh, one of the cheap ones off Amazon. It's has that strap that goes underneath the pad. I find I have the Sea to Summit one too, but it always floats away from me when I'm sleeping.
0: I know. And, and what pisses me off is that my slick bag from Kafaru, it's got this like little hoodie in it that like folds over and it's a perfect, makes a pocket for the Sea to Summit pillow and it sits right there. But I'm actually, I'm with you. My pillow tends to slide around a bit, so I'm going to have to figure that out.
1: Yeah, but that's that's what I run. And I think it's about right now I have it, and what I have tent? it in my... Oh uh Hilleberg Nalo two GT. Spencer and I will be sharing that. Gotcha. So all in all, I'm running that's eight point one three pounds or hundred and thirty ounces on the dot.
0: But then you can kind of split the ten. What's the Nalo yeah. two weigh? Uh five point
1: five. Exactly. Five and a half. That's
0: pretty fucking sweet, man, for two dudes. It's a palace like for two dudes. Sub three pounds. <laughs> and you've got the big vestibule, vestibule. for like cooking yeah. and 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 your bags and that's, I like that, man. That's a good setup.
1: Yeah. The vestibule is two thirds the size of the sleeping area. So it's basically two, two big sleeping areas, essentially. Right.
0: Hopefully we don't get reined in for too many days <laughs> straight. And you guys yeah. can't kill each other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That may be a little rough.
0: Yeah. Spence See, I snore. I feel bad. Like I, I would like, I would feel really bad sleeping in the same tent. In fact, I might set my tent up like a hundred yards away just so I don't wake you guys up
1: yeah you know closer to better to scare the bears away
0: this is true <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <sighs> <sighs> <There you sighs> on. all right i'll get into my stuff now um so i got a uh, marmot sleeping bag it's rated for minus six celsius um yeah the tags worn off so i don't actually know what model it is but <laughs> had that for a few years <laughs> common Bad theme here with me <laughs> i love it man this is the best um, so then I got an inner liner for it, depending on the temperature. And then I have one of those NASA blankets. It's like a special tarp, like pocket tarp kind of, and you can slide inside it when it's raining. Like a bivy? Um, kind of, yeah, but it's, you know, one of those NASA blankets. So it's, uh, it's nice in an emergency. Okay. I'd use it a few times, but, um, and then I have one of those climate, uh, sleeping pads, one of those air filler ones. But, uh, again, it's a few years old. <laughs> like the climate <laughs> oh, yeah. with a K? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've seen those. They don't look to be like, they're kind of, they're, they're less expensive, but they like they look cool. And they've got like a weird V pattern or something like that. They're, honestly, I've,
2: I've had a few like, and they're pretty comfortable for me. And again, yeah. they're cheap. Like if you pop one, I just go buy a new one. Cause I yeah. usually get about a year, year out of them, but I've had there, I've had one that's been a few years old now. So it's, it okay. seems to be holding up. Okay. But, Sweet. um, and then, yeah, I don't run a pillow, just the puffy on the head or
0: whatever. So just gangster. <laughs> Fuck the pillow. <laughs> yeah. Too funny. Yeah, that's, yeah, I need my pillow. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to go kind of out of order here because I realized I put my clothing and gear packed up above my clothing and gear worn. And so I'm going to go through what I'm going to wear in first, and then we can do a round of that, and then we'll go in with what we're packing. So base layer up top is going to be a Sitka Core lightweight hoodie. My base layer on the bottom is just a pair of ex officio boxers. And the reason I actually put this on the list, I don't know if anybody knows this, but there's this company, they're called ex officio and they're like 35 bucks and they make the nine inch long mesh. Like, I don't know if you call them like sport boxers or adventure boxers. Like they're made for like wearing for several days and hiking and stuff. And they're pretty cheap. Um, so little pro tip there for everybody They're really good and they're comfy and they don't ride up because they're longer. So your quads kind of hold them down. And then this is another switch up I just made. So I was originally going to bring the Sitka Core heavyweight hoodie as my second insulation layer. And I'm going to leave it and I'll explain why when I get into the gear that I'm packing because I'm bringing something else to replace it. For pants on the bottom, I'm wearing the Sitka mountain pants. For hat, I just have this Sitka ball cap that I wear all the time because it's comfortable and it dries really fast. For boots, Last Sportiva Nepal GTX. Socks, I actually just got two new pairs of darn Tufts. And they came out with, I don't know if they just came out with these or if I just saw these and I've never saw them, but they're especially light and they're over the calf. I always buy over the calf socks because I hate socks sliding down into my boots, but these ones are like, they're really thin and they actually have given me a little bit more room in my boots, which I like. And I have the Sitka Gators on my list, but I'm going to be honest with you. I think I'm probably just going to leave them. If I was going on on an elk hunt and I felt like we were going to be brush busting all day, I would probably take them, but I feel like we're more likely going to be in slightly more Alpine hiking situation. And they do weigh 10 ounces. And I don't I don't normally wear gators unless I'm in snow, to be honest with you. The only reason they're on the list is because Sika S- 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 gave them to me. And I was like, well, I might as well wear them. But I think I'm going to leave those. I also have my Apple Watch on here that I'm going to leave. Um, I normally like to keep track of my calories. But we're going in for 12 days. And I think even though I have a, a charger and spare batteries... I think power is going to be at a premium and I think it's just a luxury to charge a watch every day. That's not a necessity. Another pro tip, I the belt I use is made by a company called Arcade. You can buy it on Amazon for 30 bucks and it's a stretchy belt. I found those web belts, the nylon belts really don't work for me because I can never get them tight enough. And then as soon as I get hot, like midday after I've been hiking, you know how like you're kind of puffy with water in the morning. And then by the time you've been hiking for a couple hours, everything kind of, you shrink and you got to tighten everything up those web belts. I can never get tight enough. So this is like a stretchy material and I can kind of just reef on it and it stays super tight. And then I've also put my trekking poles in the list of gear that I'm wearing. Cause I kind of thinking about like anything that's in my hands or on my body. I don't really count as weight in my pack so i'm rocking a pair of black diamond trail ergo cork trekking poles and that all together weighs 8.3 pounds but take out two pounds because i'm going to leave the gators and i'm going to leave the sitka core light or the Sitka core heavyweight hoodie so i'm it's about six and a half pounds altogether cool
1: cool i got uh for a base layer or an outer layer, if it's warm enough, uh, I got my Kuyu 145 Marine Merino Long Sleeve, which I'll just wear probably every day. Um, bottom base, I just got some, I like those nine inch long, but I just buy frugal looms. Yep. Just whatever. I'll throw them away after two years or whatever, using them for hunting. Um, top outer, I have a Outdoor Research Feroci jacket that I've had for a while. It's a nice, super light kind of shell if I'm wearing a puffy or if it's just to cut the wind or the breeze or whatnot over top of my merino. Um for pants, I run a kuyu pro pant. Um I usually run the attack pant, but um I decided to try the pro pant this year as I had to get new ones. My Kuyu, my other attack pants are all ripped up. Um hat, I'm just gonna be wearing my Wild Sheep Society of BC cap, reppin' um footwear, I got the Hanwag Trapper top GTX.
0: I had those boots. Those are really nice boots.
1: Yeah. They're good. Taking yeah. me all of almost six months to break in finally, yeah. but they're, they're doing me well now. Uh, socks. I have just some regular darn tufts And then, uh, I wear sock liners too, just cause I got okay. sweaty feet. So it helps with blisters. Um, I got gators on here. I got the outdoor research, just yeah. the Crocs the Crocs. Um, they are twelve ounces, so I may I may leave them. I may not. I like wearing gaiters. Uh, I got. A, I'm bringing my Garmin re, or my Garmin Phoenix watch. Uh, just tell the time and maybe see, count steps, calories, whatnot. Uh, belt. I actually run that same belt as you. That arcade. I do like them. They're really? Stretchy. Yeah. I saw it You're at the BPO first dude once. I've
0: met. I I was funny. I'm, i me and my business partner were at like a conference, and he was wearing this belt, and I'm like. That's the perfect belt that had nothing to do with hunting. I've never met anyone who wears that belt for hunting. That's amazing.
1: They sell them at the Valhalla Pier in Abbotsford. I just really saw them there about a year ago. Yeah. And I just, I
0: well, needed maybe the belts so just maybe I don't have such a hot pro tip, and maybe it's like something <laughs> everybody knows about. And I was like the last guy to <laughs> the fucking party.
1: Yeah, I saw their stretches. Like, oh, it's they're so
0: thin and like keep everything. They're so snug. perfect, dude. Like it just stays tight all day
1: yeah no for how much they are too like you can't even buy a leather yeah. belt for no or like anything for that much um awesome. and then trekking poles i just have i don't even know what brand of trekking poles i have i'm, I'm gonna say lecky um okay. or something like that but yep. they're all worn out i can't even tell what they are but they're trekking poles and they've lasted me a couple of years so they're probably some pretty good ones yep
2: all right spence you're up All right. Uh, for boots, I got the hand wigs, the Alaska GTX. I'm just breaking those in right now, actually. So I'll be, uh, good to go. And then, uh, I got the same gators as well, the ORs. Um, and I'll probably definitely bring those. I don't like wearing rain pants too much, so I'm hoping I can avoid that and just use the, uh, the gators, but I'll bring some rain pants, but I don't like wearing them. Get a little too hot. Um, and then, um, for pants, I'm ordering the Caillou attacks, uh, as well as a puffy. I'm getting their super down the uh, pro hooded jacket. Nice, have that. Um, for my long sleeve underlayer, I've been running a, just a smart wool, just your Cabela's brand or whatever for uh, for merino, and it's been it's me a while, so I kind of actually really like it. And I just I found it doesn't tend to stink, even if you yeah. wear it for a few days. It's really good at, at not uh, not stinking, or I just can't tell anymore, but. Anyway, it's, it works good, I think. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the Long Johns as well. I'll be ordering those, uh, the Caillou, the Peloton, the zip-offs. going to try yeah. a pair of zip-offs finally. And then um, I have the uh, Seek Storm Tight uh, from First Light for a rain jacket. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, what else we got here? Um, don't have trucking poles, but I'll I usually borrow Tristan, so I'll probably be uh, investing in a pair finally instead of mooching off him. And then uh, camp shoes. I'm going to try the, I don't know if you heard of the natives, the, uh, those, uh, they're like Crocs kind of, but they're a little comfier. So I'm going to try and run those at camp this time around.
0: Cool. Yeah. My wife knows the, the native guy. I can't remember his name right now. That is an interesting choice. I normally just bring a pair of Crocs kind of tied to the back of my bag.
2: Yeah, I was always crocs too, but figured I'd change it up. They're I don't know if you gotta walk across a creek or something, they're kind of nice. you
0: don't yeah, have
1: crocs? Your feet. You don't have crocs, man, I don't think I'd ever buy a pair. They're 65 bucks. Are they really? 65 bucks for crocs. I, like I Croc had to go rim. for a
0: foot surgery like four years ago, and they gave me a pair of crocs at surgery because I couldn't walk out in shoes. And those are the only ones I've ever had. I
1: actually went to, uh, what was, I? I was actually looking around Superstore the other day and I just, I was trying to buy socks, just regular socks. And I saw they had like the George brand, like Croc, there for nine 99. So I was like, all right, well, there yeah. we go.
0: Yeah. Done. Sold. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Um, okay. So, uh, clothing I'm packing. So the first piece is what's going to replace the Sitka core lightweight hoodie. And it's a Sitka Kelvin active jacket. And I'm wondering if this is similar to your Ferrosi jacket. Do you, is it lightly insulated, that outdoors? Um, or is it just a shell?
1: Mine's just a shell, but they do okay. sell one that's kind of like a grid fleece as well. But it's it's quite heavier. So mine's, just a mine's just a shell.
0: So this Eventually. Kelvin Active jacket is a really weird piece. And I haven't been able to find... I think there might be a similar Kuyu piece somebody was telling me about. And now I can't remind okay. it. But basically...
1: The guide jacket?
0: Not, it's not a puffy it has a very light amount of synthetic insulation in it and it's not a soft shell because it's like um, it has some windstopper material in it but it's a very light synthetic material basically the kelvin active jacket actually weighs one ounce less than the core heavyweight hoodie and the heavyweight hoodie is your typical grid fleece layer and i've worn the kelvin active jacket i wore it extensively on the goat hunt And the thing got soaking wet and still kept me warm and I could hike in it. And because it's a full jacket, I could unzip it completely and I wouldn't like sweat out. So if it was still crisp and I wanted a little bit of extra insulation. So anyways, that's the, that's the kind of the solution there. Instead of having a typical grid fleece layer, I'm going to drop that, bring the Calvin active jacket. I'm also bringing the stone glacier puffy jacket. and then a a Sitka Dewpoint jacket. So the setup will be, let's say we wake up, because you know how cold those mornings, those glassing, those mornings can be? What I can do is I can wear my lightweight hoodie, Kelvin Active jacket, Stone Glacier puffy, with the Sitka Dewpoint rain jacket on top of it, just to 100% cut wind. And I think I should be able to sit through anything in that and be relatively warm, or at least be able to tolerate it. Um, for base layers, I'm bringing one pair of spare underwear. So I'm bringing in total two pairs of socks and two pairs of underwear. I'll wear one and keep a spare and depending on our proximity to water. Sometimes what I've done in the past is I swap out every two or three days and just rinse them out in the Creek and let them dry. If we're having like nice sunny days, otherwise I'll wear the first pair straight for the first half of the trip. And then just swap out to clean ones for the second half of the trip. Um, I am, I'm kind of on the fence. I do have the Stone Glacier Puffy Pants. They only weigh a pound. I'm kind of thinking of bringing them because I think cold morning glassing, it would be nice. Um, I also have the Sitka Dewpoint Pants that I'm bringing. And then I think I'm going to bring the Sitka Stormfront Gloves with the liners. Again, just thinking early morning glassing, and then I'm going to bring a Sitka Jetstream stream beanie, and then that's it. So that's that's all the clothes I'll be packing.
1: Yeah, I got. Uh, I'm bringing an extra insulation upper piece or uh, an extra base layer top. Possibly have this as a maybe. It's a Or Enigma. It weighs six ounces. It's it's nothing. It's super warm though, and I could use it as a. Outer layer too, if um, my other shirt just gets nasty after 10 days, 12 days. Um, down, I have the Kuyu Ultra Down jacket hooded. Um, and then I'm also bringing the uh, Kuyu Katana rain jacket. Bottom base, I'm debating bringing uh, my 97 Peloton zip offs. They weigh nothing, so I might as well just throw them in just in case we get some cold. Never know up there in August, at the end of August, I especially. Um, I'm bringing down pants just because the Kuyu stuff is so light. Like my my jacket and my pants combined are one pound. So Shit. it's kind of convenient that way. And then my rain pants are Kuyu Yukons. They're pretty heavy, but I mean, they're pretty bomb-proof at the same time. Yeah. Um, gloves, I just bring a pair of those like generic mechanics gloves like those yellow ones those leather synthetic leather ones like wearing those um i have an extra hat it's kind of like a bug net bug mesh hat like a Mm. bucket bug mesh hat bring that because the bugs are horrendous up there in august right they're just brutal um i'll pack a beanie too it's just a fjall raven beanie that i have Um, and then I also bring an extra pair of socks and liners. I just typically I'll switch them out as they get wet and saturated. So if after one day, a hard hiking day, they're also, I'll just throw on my second pair and let the, the other two dry in my sleeping bag overnight or in the sun, if it's sunny. Um, and then, yeah, I got these Crocs on there kind of Crocs, not really, but I got those as a sandal. Knockoff Crocs. Yeah. Cheap man's Crocs. But yeah, that's what I got and total of everything packed is 5.93 pounds, but
0: I could cut that out a bit with,
1: with some things here, like my second shirt, but we'll see little comforts.
0: Yeah. I mean, they go a long way. You just reminded me to put bug dope on my list. And I actually have a, like a Sitka boonie hat, you know, the ones with like the big wide flat brim
1: Yeah, that's that weighs minus. like
0: next to nothing. I might chuck that into because if we've got some sunny glassing days, man, the back of your neck and the top of your ears just get the shit kicked out of them.
1: Yeah, that's what this hat is, and then the uh, the bug mesh like tucks in and to it, the and top, it like
0: rolls down when you want it to. Yeah, yeah, that's badass. That's badass.
1: No, I don't even bother bringing bug dope anymore. It doesn't even do anything. They still attack you.
0: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Maybe it's psychological. I've always been pretty lucky. I can be around people and they're freaking out like tree planting. People used to lose their shit. And I was like pretty good. But like up in PG the last week, man, when I was bear hunting, it, they were fucking, I got oh, fucked yeah. up. Oh bro. <laughs> like just obliterated, like just seething all over you. And like you get back to the, there was still just shit all over me, man. It was, just, it was bad.
1: Well, after last August, they spent like, I got, uh, yeah. um, it was, it was kind of so muggy and the bugs were so bad. We were, we were hiking up in just our rain gear, no shirt yeah. underneath, just rain gear. And, you know, after it was all said and done, we got back to the truck and, you know, I looked like a junkie for the next two weeks. Cause the only place they were able to get me <laughs> was my hands in between. Yeah. And there's hundreds of bug bites all over my hands. It was yeah. brutal.
0: That's funny. I wonder if it'd be worth bringing a thermos cell. I've never really messed with those until um like last year and then this year like those work legitimately like it those surprise the hell out of me how good they work
1: yeah it depends too right like if there's any breeze or any wind where we're at like above the above the tree line like the, there won't be too many bugs no but the, just, i wouldn't
0: think we'll be bad once we get up high
1: yeah it's just getting there yes just getting there it'll be awful yeah but yeah
0: no all right Spencer. i right. think oh sorry go ahead tristan
1: no go ahead spencer
0: i only got a few other things
2: here i got a lot i got a lot of figuring out to do here but uh like just with the core i got a quarter zip i think it's wind river or something some uh, smaller brand but it's been treated me well and then same i got a full zip hooded um windbreaker i guess from under armor that's kind of nice to have um but uh and then some heli hansen rain pants but um yeah after hearing what you guys are doing i gotta kind (laughs) of adjust accordingly so but uh but yeah, and then I was, I was thinking about bringing, um, I got pretty sweaty feet too, so I'll probably bring three pairs of socks and then just sure. rotate them out over three days just to kind of help with that. And same with underwear. But uh, I don't know. We'll see.
0: See what happens. All right. Time to talk about the money. Uh, optics. <laughs> so this is where shit starts to get ridiculous. Um, I'll actually do a mini review here too because I was using them for the last week. So for spotting scope, the Zeiss uh, Harpia 95mm, affectionately known as the Eye of God. Uh, for binos, I am bringing the Swaro NL Pure 12 by 42s with the headrest installed, which I'll talk about in a moment. Bino harness is an Alaskan Guide Creations Kodiak Cub with Max Pocket. Rangefinder, I lost while I was... Bear hunting, it was a loophole RX 1600. I'm pretty confident I'm just going to buy the same one because it's already set up. Like they have different loads, and I already know what load matches my gun. And I've tested it multiple times. So I almost feel like if it's not broken, don't fix it. And I'm like, it's part of the system that I'm comfortable with. And I don't like the idea of switching to a new piece of gear this closely before a really important hunt so i almost think just for pure comfort value i'm just going to go out and buy the same range finder again uh lens cloths and wipes i bring these little spuds these little lens cloths that kind of stuff into themselves and i'm also probably packing 30 or 40 zeiss wipes um just in case it's like humid or there's a lot of moisture like your lens cloths get wet so fast. And then you're just looking through wet glass all day for a tripod. I use the outdoorsman's compact medium and I have the extension post so I can get up like another, I don't know, 16 inches. And I have the outdoorsman's pan head uh, on that. And then I'll have this phone scope case and adapter. So that's all I got for optics. It's 11 and a quarter pounds of glass. Um, I will take a moment and just touch on the NL peers. I'll do a review for the channel later on. Suffice it to say, they blew my fucking mind. Like holy shit. Like, I yeah, I don't even know what to say. That is the nicest glass. Nicest, and I love I had I have Zeiss Victory SF 10 by 42s that were my, I prefer them over the ELs. I prefer them over Geovids, I prefer them over everything. I like the way they feel, I like the way they look. I've looked through all the other glass and I just just to be straight up, the ML peers blow those out of the water. Like they're so small, they're so compact, the eye box is much bigger and that forehead rest is have you guys seen that?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's crazy. Like I don't know how it's not on every pair of binos on the planet. Like it adds so much stability when glassing with your hands. Like it takes away, I don't know, 60% of the handshake and it, and it's like, you can set it at different levels. So once you get it set where you want, it, it's just like you pop up the glass, you get three points of contact and you're perfectly in the eye box every time. Like, I mean, listen, the binoculars are four grand, so it's not like a realistic solution for a lot of people, but if you have some disposable income, I highly recommend. And here's the thing. The reason they're so game changing is that the 12 power NL peers have the same field of view as 10 power ELs or any other 10 power. So you're actually getting two X more mag- magnification, but you're retaining the field of view and what increases handshake is smaller fields of view because it's kind of exaggerating how big everything is so little handshake turns into big handshake. So by increasing the field of view, they have also reduced the effect of handshake or that that handshake has on your vision. So you can now basically use a set of 12s for your just handheld binos where you used to just use a pair of 10s. So anyways, super super stoked on those love them amazing
1: yeah those nl tears are nice you haven't even looked haven't looked through them but everyone that has just says they're unreal
0: well we can all take turns
1: (laughs) (laughs) um for spotter i'm running a swarovski atx 95 um binoculars i have the Swaro el 10 by 42s buy a harness. I actually have the same one as you, the Kodiak Cub with the, the max pocket. I think the big pocket at the bottom, at the bottom. horizontal, the That's horizontal the zip pocket. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good harness. And then a rangefinder. I have this night texted it to you what it was the other day. It's Nikon black max, 4K. black max four 4k. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. pretty good. It's nice. I like it. It's the, all the text inside is really visible and suit reads super fast. And I've had it up to 3200 yards off a rock so holy shit yeah off a big rock face so it's it's pretty good um tripod i have a optics black carbon fiber tripod with a sarui v5 fluid head yep and then um phone scope i just have i think it's mine's an outdoorsman's phone scope but you know same same dealio
2: Right on. So yeah, I got, um, I'm running the Vortex Diamondback HDs, the 12 by 50s They're uh, definitely a poor man's uh, binals compared to your guys, but uh, they've treated me well. So be sticking with them. <laughs> and then I got uh Vortex harness as well going with that. Uh, I got a Nikon Pro Staff 3 range finder. Uh, it's only good to about 700 yards I've ever got it up to. So, but uh, So I don't even know if I should be bringing that you guys both got yours but um and then uh, i got a the high country vortex tripod for uh at least for my binos and my uh my spotting scope but i won't be bringing my spotting scope either it's again a little underpowered compared to your guys so we'll go with the big boys for this one
0: and i do I think two guys with 95 millimeters like i don't think 3 of them make are sense. looking through no spotting exactly. scopes at the same time and I do and think we can like cut down t- on the weight too, a hundred percent. And I think a tip for people listening, if you are going to go with cheaper glass, I really like the fact that you got the 12 by fifties and you're going to yeah. have them on a tripod because you're going to get a lot more light in through that objective and you're going to get the more magnification. So it might not be the clearest glass in the world. And there might be a little bit of chromatic aberration or other such horse shit, but you're still going to see a sheet. You know what I mean? So I think you're mm-hmm. better off with the bigger glass if it's going to be a little bit cheaper for sure. Um okay, I'm going to go over weapon and camera gear at the same time just because I look at it kind of the same because I kind of mount it to my backpack. Um and I'm probably bringing more camera gear than anybody else, but um so I'm shooting a Tika T3X in 300 Win Mag and I've got the Javelin Pro Hunt bipod from Spartan Precision the removable bipod and I carry that in a kafaru gun bearer. So I don't carry it in a sling and I don't strap it to my bag. It's this little like side mount thing. And then that's scoped with a vortex Viper PST gen two, three to 15 by 44 first focal plane scope. And I'm shooting Hornady precision hunter, 200 green, ELDX bullets for camera gear. I have a Sony alpha one and I've actually just upgraded the microphone. I used to run a Rode video micro and I just switched to a deity V4, um, which is kind of an interesting microphone because it's got two microphones, one facing forward and one facing back. And when you leave it on the default setting, you get a stereo channel facing forward, but with the flick of a button, it turns the left channel facing forward and the right channel facing back. So if I want to talk to the camera while pointing the camera at shit, it's set up to do that, which if you guys have ever done much filming all the time, you turn the camera around and you go like point at things in the screen and you realize later when you get home, you can barely hear yourself because the, because the microphone is on the other side of the camera and you're talking into the back of the microphone. So I thought that was a really cool um, option. So I'm looking forward to using that. And I'm going to bring two lenses on this hunt and I normally only ever bring one, but, I'm trying I'm going to try and be like artsy fartsy with the cinematography and the photography. So, we're bringing some more glass. So, I'm going to bring a 24 to 70 F2.8 Sigma Art lens and then a 35mm F1.4 G Master. In addition to that, I'm going to bring two GoPro Hero 9s. I keep one typically mounted on my head and I keep a second one. I have actually adapted a mountain biking gopro mount to go on my trekking pole so i can use my trekking pole like a tripod or i can extend my trekking pole and hold it out to get like walking shots or i can do a bunch of stuff with it and then i bring two sony batteries and six gopro batteries all together so weapon and camera gear is 15.26 pounds
1: it's a little light eh
0: (laughs) it's just if you're gonna be dumb you better be tough
2: (laughs) Uh, we can spread some of that around
0: speak for yourself spencer <laughs> <laughs> um well he's minus five pounds for a spotting scope so he can carry one of the extra lenses <laughs> yeah. well wait till you hear what gun i'm bringing too <laughs> yeah the non-gun hey, yeah
1: if he shoots a sheep with that thing i'm a, it'll be a story for sure um hey i'll try <laughs> Rifle for myself, I have a Weatherby Backcountry Ti and a 280 Ackley with a with a Zeiss V4 4 to 14 by 44. I carry that in a carb gun bearer like J. The bullets I bring, or they're probably going to change by the time we go, but I I am shooting Hornady Precision Hunter 162 grain ELDX right now. Uh, I'll probably make some Accubond loads. By the time we had out, but yeah, you weren't we happy right with now. those
0: on the bear hunt, eh?
1: No, not yeah. happy. Yeah, not man. happy. I got, uh, two grenades or pass-throughs and then one core jacket separation and three no for game. three. Yeah. No bueno. No bueno. <laughs> um, the camera that I might be bringing, uh, I probably will bring, but it's just the Panasonic Panasonic Lumix G- GH5. And then I have a Sigma 16 mil then I have a 24 to 70 older zoom lens and I probably will just leave it home. Just the, I like just the 16 mil for some nice, nice angled photos and whatnot. Yep. But yeah, that's, that's all I got. And then I got three Panasonic batteries and total all that is 11.38 pounds, which is not too, too bad. And I got, I got to reweight some things too. So it could, could get a little lighter. Right on. What, let everyone know of the, the cannon you're bringing.
2: I actually got it here with me. It's a uh, 45 Colts uh, lever action.
0: Uh, Rossi. That's the smallest lever I've ever seen in my life. You can uh, fist Bear's it. leg.
2: So, uh, yeah, I might even put a red dot sight on it. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. So, but uh, yeah, I got these uh, bear load rounds. They're 325 grains. So, Something happens, I think we're all right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm into it. So, actually, Tristan found it and he snagged it for me right away. So, got to thank That's Tristan amazing. for that one. But yeah, it's, it's fun to shoot, man. <laughs> I bet. So, yeah, that'll be the camp gun, I think. No point in bringing three rifles, right? So, no. But uh, especially now with yeah. that rifle
0: Tristan's bringing. That's a nice <laughs> gun, man. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So, but uh but yeah. That's badass. I remember I took this guy hunting elk in Wyoming once. He's a good buddy of mine, not really much of a hunter, but a gun nut. He's actually an ex-marine from the States. So he's like a pretty badass guy. And he rocks up with a fucking Marlin 4570 to <laughs> hunt an elk. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Are we gonna like belly crawl into a hundred yards? Like what? You, like? And the the bullets are like the size of your thumb. They're like the craziest looking things. Yeah. i shot that thing a few times too. She she kicks like a mule. Those Marlins aren't light either. That's probably like
1: 10 pounds of gun right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Solid. Like it's like, it feels like billet. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. Up next, I've just got like miscellaneous gear. So I'm going to bring a Z seat for a glassing pad. I have a possibles pouch that I'm not going to get into it. There's a bunch of like little random shit in there. Uh, lip balm, smoking a bottle, uh, my kill kit has a Havilland piranha with maybe half a dozen spare blades hunting license. I'll bring the caribou gear, carnivore, high country game bags. And I was humming and hawing about only bringing a couple, but like we're in there for 12 days, man. And it's like, we could run across an elk. We could run across a goat. We could run across all kinds of shit. So I'm just going to bring, I'm just going to bring all five game bags. Um, Steri pen for water purification. And I'll have some backup Aquamira tabs, Delorme InReach Explorer for sat phone communication for like satellite texting communication. And I'm bringing a iPhone 12 pro max. And then for power, this is the first year I'm ever bringing a solar charger. I've never, I had a shitty solar charger and it kind of soured me on solar chargers, but after doing a bunch of research, I think they've come far enough now that I'm willing to risk it. So instead of bringing two giant batteries, normally I'd bring a 20,000 milliamp hour and a 10,000 milliamp hour. I'm just going to bring the one 10,000 milliamp hour. And then I'm going to bring a 21 watt anchor solar charger that is rated to basically like charge an iPhone in you know four or five hours. And it's the kind of thing that I'll probably either just leave hanging off my backpack while we're walking around all day, or it'll just leave set up at camp kind of the whole time we're gone trickle charging that main battery and then charging all my gear off that main battery at night. And it weighs 17 ounces, that solar charger. And then the, the battery pack weighs seven ounces. So basically a pound and a half for power. And that's my random stuff. um, my random stuff, as a glassing pad, I'm
1: torn between bringing my Z-seat or I have a uh, one of those camp chairs. Um, like
0: the Helinox?
1: It's not a Helinox. It's a knockoff. But yes, a okay. Helinox. But yeah, it's like a pound and it's one pound, eight ounces exactly. So I'm, I'm tempted to bring that. I've been using it in the past i go it every second weekend so i've been using it the past little while and it's it's again it's pretty
0: comfy pretty nice (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. um but yeah so i gotta make a decision on that um possibles pouch is just probably the same as any other person's possibles pouch whatnot um i gotta get me some wind check i i put mine down somewhere recently and now i can't figure out where i put it um in my kill kit i'll have a Havilon piranha and then i have a benchmade uh high country knife or whatever it's called it's a medium-sized fixed blade it's like three and a half inches long it's pretty good
0: i think i know With that the, name. i think it's a re- is that the one the bro guys use
1: i have no idea it's like a hundred okay. and something bucks it's it's decent it has has made out of good steel so I, I i geeked out on some knives a little while ago and getting all into all the different I think steals, it's a really
0: good idea to have a fixed blade too because it can do things in an emergency situation for you that like a a, a little scalpel like a Haviland's not going to be able to do especially like a high quality fixed blade like that one
1: yeah just uh just for an example like last weekend when we uh I mean a couple guys wrote we got that bear and we got this bear in this deep valley and we we're getting her all cleaned up and skinned out and it just started dumping dumping rain uh, and we were trying to get it done fast and everyone's everyone's havalons were snapping blades trying to get pop all the joints and everything right yeah and i was like oh dear but yeah so it, it's nice to have a fixed blade to do some heavy lifting with when you need it yep it doesn't weigh very much i think it only it only weighs three and a half ounces so it's not a big tax uh my licenses my game bags i have some caribou gear game bags i don't know what they are but they're they're game bags um i only actually only ever bring three of them three of them and then the smaller one but um water purification i use a sawyer squeeze and then i bring a 10 liter msr dromedary and then i'll just bring a one liter nalgene and then uh, if we ever need to pack water up up the mountain or anything we do have that option with the 10 liter dromedary so So I bring that, uh, satellite messenger. I actually have Spencer and I actually have a Zolio. So we'll be bringing that, um, my cell phone. And then I do have a, I do have that same solar charger and the same battery pack. So I don't know what you will bring. I'll probably just bring the anchor battery, battery bank and.
0: Have you used that solar charger yet?
1: Yeah. It charged my phone in an hour. Really? yeah like sunny like blue sky sun
0: yeah so i don't yeah if it's that good man i don't think we need two of them
1: no and it's heavy it ain't like it's a
0: pound yeah yeah it's sitting over here i haven't even unpacked from bear my office is a fucking mess it's sitting over there somewhere it was like i had all these things i was gonna do while bear hunting but just ended up actually hunting bears the whole time yeah i was gonna test that solar charger and i never did
1: it wasn't fully dead. I was probably at 15-16%, but from yeah. there to 100% it was about an hour. And what phone are you running? I
0: at that point I had an iPhone 7. Now I have the 11.
1: So okay. maybe maybe it take maybe the newer ones take a little longer. Sure.
0: Still. That's still legit though. That's the old one I had was a piece of trash. It was like some kickstarter bullshit. Yeah, I actually ended up in New Mexico at noon having all running out of all power. And being about 12 miles from my truck and having no mapping device, no GPS location device, no nothing. Um, and had to just figure out my way back to the truck because I had counted on the solar charger being able to charge shit that it couldn't. So lesson learned.
1: Yeah, no, they, uh they actually, my, the, when I used it, it was like the ideal condition, like not a cloud in the sky, direct yeah. sunlight. Like you put your phone in the sun, it was getting hot. So yeah. Cool. Yeah, but I guess they work. Spence, you got any knickknacks?
2: Uh, yeah, no, you guys kind of nailed most of them. But um, yeah, like those, we'll say those Nalgene bottles, they've saved my ass a couple times at night when it's cold, just stuffing them in your sleeping bag with hot water. That's mm-hmm. That saved us up in Lindeman one time, middle of winter. And then, um, yeah, other than that, to, oh, the game bags. I usually separate all my gear by the game bags. So I usually bring four or five especially when I'm just using that dry sack bag because there's no compartments, right? It's just a big dry sack. So I'll usually separate my stuff that way if I use that. So, but uh, other than that, no, I think you guys kind of nailed most of the stuff. Um, bear spray, maybe?
1: Uh. <laughs> I think you're, uh, I think your 45 <laughs> Colts good enough, eh?
2: <laughs> I think I'll pack some bear spray just in case.
0: But, uh, but yeah, no, I think you guys nailed most of it. That reminds me, i got to put a Nalgene bottle back on mine. I I, I wouldn't have forgot it, but I didn't list it. Um, And in order to use a SteriPen, you kind of have to have a Nalgene bottle. So, yeah, good look. Um, Cook Kit. I'm bringing my little stove. I have an MSR reactor, but I also have a Jetboil Minimo. And I've heard some people give the Jetboil shit. I've had the Minimo for four years, and I've actually used it at minus 20 in Montana. Minus 20 Celsius in Montana. And it worked like a charm and it weigh, it does weigh significantly less than the MSR reactor. So I'm going to bring the JetBoil minimo. This will be a good topic for discussion. I have bringing three, 227 gram canisters. And I don't know if that's going to be like too much, not enough. So I'll be interested to hear from you guys how much fuel you're bringing. And if you guys are just splitting a stove and then I'm going to bring a Sea to summit titanium long spoon. And for anybody who's ever eaten out of a mountain house bag, a long spoon is an absolute necessity. <laughs> unless you get infuriated with fucking pasta sauce all over your knuckles all night. And then I bring three Bic lighters. I keep, and I have them all in different places. I always have one of my possibles pouch, one of my first aid kit And then one, usually in my food bag.
1: Yeah, I think Spence and I are going to split a stove. I have a couple. I have a uh, MSR, like the pocket rocket with a type with a bigger titanium pot, which is super lightweight. And then I have a, uh, I have a jet boil as well, which I think that's the option. It just burns so efficiently, especially with two guys. Just want to be the most efficient. But for fuel wise, I think. What do we, what do we usually use Spence? Like just two of those medium sized ones. I don't know.
0: The the 100s are the small guys, the 227s are the medium ones. And then those giant ones are like 400s or 600s or something. So you bring three of the medium ones, eh? Well, and to be honest, typically I wouldn't, especially in summer. I think it's because I just came from my goat hunt and I was melting snow for like 60% of my water and it, it is unbelievable how much fuel it takes to melt snow. And oh, so yeah. I was just being like overly cautious. And the Jetboil Minimo, I'm pretty sure it's only a 100-gram canister that fits inside the pot. Um, and, I, and I've used a 100-gram canister if I'm just doing like coffee twice a day. I don't cook breakfast. We'll get into food here for a second. But I'm normally only doing coffee twice a day. And a mountain house at night. And I think those hundred gram canisters would last me like four days easy. So I think probably more realistically, I'll bring three 100 gram canisters. Cause that way they can fit inside. I think three twenty sevens is probably way overkill.
1: Yeah. I think those 100 grams, they're like those MSR ones or the jet boil are They burn for, I think it's an average of five days with, with like the, the average person's boil usage, right? Five, five whole cooking days, for those 100 grams. And typically I think with two guys sharing a stove, I think I will pack a 227. Spence will pack a 227. I think we'll just throw in like a, uh, 100 gram just in case. And then one extra hundred gram in one of our bags or one of the three quarter used ones that I have laying around. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'm going way over. So even if I bought three hundreds and you each brought a two twenty-seven. I bet you we'd have. Oh yeah. Plenty. Lots between yeah. the three of us.
1: Yeah. Cause I don't boil much. Like I don't boil breakfast. I only boil a coffee if for yeah. breakfast. Right. And then Same. that's one boil, one boil between two guys. Right. For just a cup of coffee. And then yeah. Um, a, a meal at dinner. Right. So I'm only basically two boils a day, essentially.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sweet. That takes care of that.
1: And then, yeah, I've, I've probably had like three or four big lighters laid out everywhere in my bag somewhere final harness (laughs) cooking area and then first aid kit and then wherever the fourth one will be floor of the tent (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) do you have anything to add for cooking gear or was all yours in that list too
2: yeah, we kind of went through that together, but, okay. um, I mean, it might be worth, like, I got another pocket rocket too. Might be worth just leaving where we land maybe in a bed, you know, maybe we bring a bunch of extra shit just in case something, you know, screws yep. up or whatever, but, um, something we could talk about, but yeah, I know for the most part, I think we're trying to go pretty lightweight here. So I think that kind of covers us for cooking. Yeah.
0: Um, a little bit of just safety gear I've got here. I bring bringing two headlamps. And it's kind of overkill. I really like the Black Diamond Revolt, but the old one wasn't very bright, and they just came out with a new one that's 350 lumens that I used for the first time. Um, did you guys see that picture of my truck getting stuck? Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Buried the, the f- canyon. Eh? Oh, my God, man. I almost couldn't open the fucking door to get out because <laughs> it was, like, so deep. So, And I had to walk back four miles to the house at 1130 at night. It was in grizzly country, like, they call the area I walked through Grizzly Alley. I'm like, <laughs> Jeff's like, you did what? And I'm like, well, what the fuck else was I supposed to do, man? There's no cell service. Anyways, I got to test out my headlamp on that trip and it kicks ass. And I keep telling myself I want to buy that little Petzl E light for my backup headlamp. But the thing is like 60 bucks. And I already have this second Black Diamond Revolt, and like the thing weighs three ounces. So it's like, Am I going to spend 60 bucks to save an ounce and a half? Like it seems I keep going on Amazon and I just keep not being able to make myself buy it because it just seems like a waste of money. But I do believe having a spare headlamp is a really good idea. And I love these black diamond revolts because they're USB chargeable. So I don't have to worry about, but you can also stick double a battery or triple a batteries in them. So they come with a little three rechargeable batteries and you just charge with USB but I also bring three backup AAAs. So worst case scenario, I could just put those in there as well. And then I'll bring a little first aid kit. And maybe that's a separate conversation. Maybe at some point on our WhatsApp group, we should all post the contents of our first aid kit. I meant to upgrade mine last year. Like I threw in a tourniquet. Yeah, one of those like little, like the actual, like that's got like the twist thing on it probably just because I listened to the meteor podcast and I'm paranoid now that somebody's going to puncture something. Um, But it's probably not a bad idea to compare what we've got in our first aid kits. And then, yeah, that's all I've got for extra safety gear.
1: Yeah. I got about the same. I, I think my headlamp is a Petzl Reactic 350. Um, It's also USB chargeable. Then I do have that Petzl Bindi. It's not the e light but the Bindi, but it's the same, same deal. Super light secondary headlamp that is also USB chargeable. And then, yeah, first aid kit. I think, I think mine's actually pretty big. I have a lot of crap in there that I should probably end up taking out, but I do bring quite a bit of stuff and uh, then uh, a little container of miscellaneous pills for all the different things that we could get into like Benadryl and Imodium and whatnot. Yeah. But, but yeah, then toilet paper and, Whatever is all in there as well, Spence. You got any? Uh, I think by this time everyone's probably had the same, right? Just the headlamps and yeah, first aid yeah, kit. Yeah, pretty and much.
2: And pretty much. I guess the big question uh, is: though, are you guys wet wipes guys or uh, keep you guys?
0: Bro, both.
2: Okay, good. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, know, I I yeah, I'm 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 full on luxury when it comes to that. You'll first pass Excellent. with the wet wipe and then clean her up the rest of the way with the toilet paper. And it's like, I don't fuck around with ass chafing the bush. man. <laughs> I, it's like, that is no bueno. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. Well, we're on the yeah. same page then. All right. Yeah, yeah. I think all
1: three of us are <laughs> on the same page with that one. <laughs> yeah. you forget yeah, I get pretty anal too. Like
0: I will act like I got the little vacuum pack downstairs. No pun intended. Eh? <laughs> <That's good. laughs> I will actually pre-pack like three day packs and I'll make like one pack. That's got like sealed toilet paper and wet wipes enough for three days. And then I'll make like four of those and I'll stash them in my backpack so Then I've always got like, yeah, it's anyways, I take that. So they out. don't dry out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've always <laughs> yeah. got like fresh wet wipes.
1: No, that, that's the worst. After like five days, I, I used to just put them in a Ziploc bag. And then after day five, you're like, oh man, these things are just like toilet paper. because well, You're not
0: even closing it anymore. And you're just <laughs> no. like folding it over and stuffing it back in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, the vacuum pack. That's a, that's a good idea. That it, is
0: works a good works idea. Too. it works really good. Um, okay. We're getting kind of late here. So let's bang through the rest of this um, food. Okay. So I'm going to go through one day of food because it's the same every single day. And I'm going to start at breakfast and work my way through. I bring two scoops of protein powder every day. I have a peak refuel Mountain Berry granola for breakfast. And I put one of those scoops of protein normally in the breakfast. I bring four packets of Starbucks via usually Italian roast per day. I bring a sweet and salty mix trail mix for mid-morning snack. And then I bring a green belly meals, like pro bar. It's like 600 calories or, or whatever, uh, for lunch. And then for other snacks, I bring a honey stinger waffle. Normally the chocolate one, I bring a trail mix. I bring cliff blocks, which are like these little gummies, but I buy the ones that have the extra 50 milligrams of caffeine. And then I bring a cliff builder protein bar, the chocolate peanut butter one for dinner. I bring peak refuel. They're just my favorite dehydrated meals. And there's like four or five flavors I like. And I just double up on the ones I like. And then I bring one bacon sausage per day that I get from this deli near my house that are fucking so good, man. Like they are, and it's just like pure fat. Like there are literally like half inch by half inch blocks of fat just chunked through this sausage. So it's just like a calorie bomb. And I keep that in my bag. And then every time I'm like bored or whatever, I'll just take a couple bites. So I munch on that sausage throughout the day. And then I always bring an electrolyte mix. Normally I just bring Mio, that little squirtable shit. And when I fill up my platypus big zip, I just squirt Mio right in there. I hate drinking water, like despise it with a passion. So I got to flavor it with something, but wilderness athletes sent me all that stuff. And I've been wanting to try their hydrate and focus electrolyte mix. So I might bring that instead. The other thing that I've started doing, I bought these like tiny little like dope Ziploc bags off of Amazon. And I put one serving of my green supplement in one, one serving of my fiber supplement in another. And then like a handful of like multivitamins and fish oil pills in a third. And I've found taking that green supplement and the fiber supplement, um, really like I'm way more regular, like because I'm eating those dehydrated meals every day, but I tried it for the first time on the goat hunt and that helped a lot. And I realized like that's pretty meticulous for most people and they're not going to give a shit and do something like that. But then I think what I would also do is just take a couple of those and fill it with the electrolyte mix. Cause I like having, I do the same thing with my protein powder. I don't like having like a big bag of protein that I have to dig into every day. I want to have, one gallon Ziploc bags that are like one day's worth of food. And I want the protein for that day in there and the greens for that day in there. I don't want to have to like mess around with multiple different bags. So everything is just, um, and anyway, so that all, that comes out to two, two pounds per day and gets me to about 3,700 calories. So I'll have, 24.5 24.5 pounds worth of food for the 12 days.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I think Spencer and I are just going to buy the same stuff. Um, I usually, I usually know what I like. Like I, I go Spencer and I both go out quite a bit. Um, we usually know exactly what we like, but, um, you know, it usually comes out to be quite heavy, probably around 2.1 ish pounds a day, yep. but you know, it's food we enjoy. But I think on this one, I tried more of a methodical approach to it. So I'm at, right now I'm at 1.71 pounds a day with uh, just under 3,300 calories. And uh, for breakfast, I have a peak refuel, just a variety of granola. So they have the blueberry, the strawberry, and then they have the mountain berry. Yeah. So I'll probably get just a variety of those. And then the Starbucks via coffee, I just have one of those in the morning. Also, I'll probably get a variety. Um, same thing, cliff shot blocks. Um, I'll probably mix in half and half with the 50 milligrams of caffeine. And then the ones that have 150 milligrams of sodium, I'll switch those in.
0: Oh, that's a good um, one. I also bring salt pills. I haven't mentioned that yet.
1: And then uh, on lunch, I also have, I'll try those green belly meals. Um, late afternoon snacks and just snacks all around. I have a uh, honey stinger waffles. I'll bring one of those, uh, pro bar protein bar. And then, uh, I'm going to try an on it on it. Elk bar. It's like, I like having like a jerky or some sort of dried meat at some point during the day when I'm out there. And then, uh, I also bring a, a one ounce little baggie of Fritos. Those are always delicious and dinner peak refill variety. And then for fat content, I'll bring some, some brand and not better, either it's pro bar or Justin's or whatever. And then, uh, electrolyte mitts, uh, I like those NRC packets. They're just really light and just throw them in your analogy and shake it up. And it's good to go. So, yep. and yeah, that, that's 1.71 pounds. So 20.54 pounds for the, for the 12 days a row, which is not too bad. Yep. and I think thir- I think thirty just under thirty three calories is probably gonna be quite a bit for guys Spencer and nice size, so might tone that down a bit, but, but
0: yeah, that's
1: that's what we got so far.
0: Yeah,'m I'm, I'm wondering if I should tone. I, it's cause I'm coming off the heels of this goat hunt where I was basically like starving the whole fucking time because it's freezing cold and you're just constantly burning calories but I've definitely packed a little bit lighter before I might play around with that a little bit. I also hate being hungry and I'm I also know, man. significantly larger than both of you dudes. So <laughs> 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 I You're require a little be more fuel. Food. Yeah. <laughs> we just got to kill something pretty in the first three or four days and we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. No, uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I mean, the, basically, the big days when you're sheep hunting up north is hike in day, hike out day, and then packing out whatever you get, right? Yeah. Uh, everything else, you're just basically sitting on your ass, glassing most of the day. So, uh, those days you won't be burning too many calories, or I bet you the only reason you'd be hungry and snacking is because you're bored, right? So, it all 100%. depends,
2: 100%. Are we bringing, uh, like, steak and stuff, though, when we get back? Like, sitting in the truck in the cooler, ready to go? Or how are we doing that? Oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that'll
1: be that'll be tough.
2: Like 12 what? days, right? I was thinking it's not like your one-week trip where it'll stay
0: cold, right? In the freezer or in the Yeti. Yeah, we could bring some cold drinks to leave at the strip. Oh, I think, 100%. I think leave yeah. It, oh, that's, yeah food for 12 days might be pushing. Food's it. tough, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Maybe some dry ice, but yeah, I don't know. That'd just freeze it. Yeah. No, 12 days would be a little, little much to leave, <laughs> leave in <laughs> the Yeti in the back of your black truck, AJ. <laughs> get a perfectly cooked steak by the time we get back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll cook it. Yeah. I
1: think, I think that's basically it for all our gear, though. Hey, for the most part.
0: It sounds like we're pretty good. I wrote a couple notes while we were talking, things I need to add bug dope, boonie hat, Crocs. I'm going to pick up a small dromedary. I've got one of those 10-liter ones as well, but I think maybe having like a second 2- or 3-liter one might be a good idea, and it weighs next to nothing, so I'm happy to do that. The one thing I was wondering about bringing was my Wiggy's Waders, but going back over the maps, I don't think... No, we're not crossing any major, major riverways. And, and there's some of those rivers in there that I know from being in there before you're not crossing them in waders, anyways. No. And the little no. ones, I think if you had to just strip down.
1: Yeah. Take the, rip the pants off throw the Crocs on. You're good to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, and they do weigh, like, it's different when you're elk hunting because you're like down in the bottoms and you're like going, when I was up in a similar area last year, I was like, just like back and forth creeks all day. And the waders were amazing for that. Um, but I think for this style of hunt, I don't think they're, Necessary. So, what, what is the only piece of gear that we're really on the fence about is we got to figure out what we're doing for a tarp. But other than that, it looks like we're good.
1: Yeah, essentially, like basically, we're we should be all good. Um, yeah, I'm just scrolling through right now. I don't I don't really see much that sticks out. Um, just stuff that Spencer and I probably have to go through to light lighten us up a bit, like what we'll be sharing and uh, all that jazz. But I mean. Two tents, two guns, two spotters, and you know, the rest is basically whatever. So yep. yeah, I think, I think we should be pretty good to go. And yeah, like, like you said, the first aid kit, we should probably just go through, see what everyone has. And then, you know, it doesn't make sense to be doubling up on every single thing. Right. So I think my first is definitely not really triple. Like
0: it's good to yeah. have a couple of most things, but we certainly don't need like three tourniquets. Like <laughs> yeah. Know, if if something ha- like we're beyond the need for help if we're some SOS
1: button on the inner each
0: hundred yeah, percent just <laughs> yeah. pop the smoke and call it a day.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's hilarious. Get to X quick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'm the same way. I think I can lighten up a couple things. I don't know if i if i need my full on i might just leave the might just bring the liners for my gloves um both you guys are bringing long johns and i'm not and that has me but i also run pretty hot and i've got this puffy pants so if i'm that cold i think i can just put the puffy pants on
1: i've been uh i've been shit on in august by snow before so i'm just a
0: little PTSD. I know the last couple of years, man. They've a little, been a little PTSD. Bad. Yeah, Augusts. It's such but a yeah, hard I mean, hunt to prepare for because it's like it could be 30 and it could be minus 10. Like you just don't know. You don't know. You don't know.
1: I mean, you know, if Spencer and I get cold, we can just spoon, but I mean you're it's shit over lucky. You're one in your single tent, right?
0: <laughs> I, I'm relying on the mass to just generate heat. It just normally radiates off of me. So I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna bank on that. Um, yeah. All right. I think we're good, guys. Um, any anything else to add? Any other questions? I'm fired up. I'm no, super yeah. fired up, man. And like we're like TikTok now, like two months. We're, we're, we're under sub, two months. We're sub two months officially oh. as of today. Yeah. Lighting no. shit. Crazy.
1: I guess it's time to start adding some heavy weight to the pack. We'll hike in eh?
0: so let's touch yeah. on this real quickly because I haven't done a solo podcast in like three months because all of a sudden guests are like coming out of the woodwork. And I know people are a little upset because I haven't been doing like my little updates and stuff. Are, are you guys doing anything particular for training, diet preparation, where are you at in your headspace as far as physical fitness and conditioning go?
1: um i've been trying to sort out my boots so i bought them last december and i've been breaking them in till this day and they've just been tearing up my feet but you know i think fig- i figured it up now it's the two socks it's the game right. changers the dual socks I figured that out but but yeah i've been i've been procrastinating kind of getting ready for this hunt fitness wise but i mean i've been getting out there as much as i can at this point with 40 well, and you're hunting attack. every
0: other weekend, so that's yeah. There's just something, you know, like that. I mean, it's spring changed, bear
1: man. hunting. It's not the most athletic hunt, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um I've been trying to get out there three times a week, do a couple k. Up, I live in a pretty mountainous region, so um try and get out just around the house and hike a couple k after work and try and do it that way. But I mean, I'm 25 years old. I'll survive.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you guys have youth on your side. I do not. I am an old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and you're out, you're out of town working most times. So you're just working yeah, all day I'm out and of going town. back to a hotel.
2: Yeah. So I got like, I got my pack, and I got the, that, that same shackle I had on before, that 50 pound shackle or whatever. So I just yeah. go out after, throw the hiking boots on and go find, you know, a place to hike around or whatever. So it's pretty, when I'm out of town, it's easy to stay in shape. But when I'm in town and, you know, you're trying to catch up on shit, that's when fall behind. But uh, yeah. yeah, no. So it's been going good so far, just breaking in those, uh, those handwags. So, But, uh, they're stiff, but man, I like them so far. They've been so comfy, even just the break in process. So yeah, we'll see if it gets
0: worse, but. I loved mine. They ended up being a bit too small just as I got older. My feet started to flatten out a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. and I sold them to somebody and I think I actually got a couple hundred bucks for them. Um, I love those, those boots though. Um, for what I'm doing on my end. So I'm still doing two, you know, that hike we did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I still do that twice a week with a 45 pound plate. I did it today, actually. Um, And then I have just started like a mini cut. So I weighed 257 pounds last week and I actually lost five pounds while bear hunting. I I don't know how, because I could kind of eat like shit. Um, But I think it's also just not training, like lifting for a week. You just lose a bit of glycogen from your muscles and you just kind of lean out a bit but my goal is I want to lose another 10, eight to 10 pounds. So I'm going to just go into like a mild caloric deficit for the next eight weeks, still try and keep my strength up. Hike two times a week for the next four weeks. And right now I have a four day training split at the gym. So I do chest and shoulders one day back and rear shoulders. Another day arms on the third day and legs on the fourth day. And as soon as we hit July 1st, I, I'm going to stop training legs and I'm going to crank it up to three hikes a week. Because the reason I can only hike two days a week is that I train legs and then my legs are so fucked. I can't, I can't hike until the opposite end of the week, right? Like I got to give it two to three days off. And then I have to give my legs two to three days off hiking to go back and train legs. So then I'll, so starting July, I'll do three, three days a week hiking, three days a week in the gym. And I'd like to hit the trailhead at like 245. So I think that's pretty reasonable drop another seven pounds or something. So that's where I'm at.
1: Shoulders so big, you got to split them up. eh?
0: (laughs) Well, it's funny because my shoulders are actually messed up. So I used to do an entire dedicated shoulder day, but I can't really do that anymore. So I'm doing more of like a push pull split. So I just do like, Cause you're already getting kind of your front delts with most of your pushing chest movements. So all I really do is add in a shoulder press into my chest day and then a rear delt movement into my back day. Yeah. And then I kind of figure like good enough.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Cool. Okay,
0: sick. Cool. All right. Well, we will, we will keep in touch and probably do do another one of these, maybe in four to six weeks. Once it gets closer and we've kind of like finalized all our stuff and we're, we're ready to go. And maybe if, if anybody's got any questions, um, yeah, you can hit me up on Instagram, uh, mindful underscore Hunter, shoot me an email, Jay at mindfulhunter.com, or this will be up on YouTube as well. So just to leave a comment in the posts. And because I haven't mentioned it in the last 10 podcasts, if everybody could take a minute And either share, subscribe, throw up a like. And most importantly, if you're listening to this on like a podcast platform, go give it a five-star rating and leave a little written review because that really helps the algorithm and kind of get it pushed up. And for the size of the podcast, we're doing really good with the amount of engagement from the audience. So I just want to let everybody know that I appreciate you all for taking the time to do that. I know you don't got to do it um, and it means a lot. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Other than that, I guess we'll chat soon, boys. Thanks for your time.
1: Yeah, no, thanks. Hey, for having thank us. you, man.
0: All right, cheers. Cheers. See ya.